What up, y'all? I'm Rajay. And I'm Shy, and welcome to the RXS Podcast. The podcast where we provide inspiration, motivation, and information to the music community. Game, game, game. So what are we talking about today? Today is a really dope conversation that we're calling How to Master the Pivot. Whoa. In life, especially with our giftings, there are times where we have to like switch it up. Yeah. And some people are afraid to switch it up. But this guy, one of my closest friends, my brother, <laughs> um, explained multiple times where he had to kind of like yeah, take a turn. So I think this is going to be very informational and motivational hey. to um, and inspirational to people who have multiple gifts. Mm-hmm. And um, this conversation will definitely give them the permission to pivot. That's good. So I hope y'all enjoy it. Peace. All right, y'all. I got my brother Sam Harmonics, aka Sam Pounds, in the building. What's good, everybody? What's good? We here. Hey, hey! It was a crazy coincidence that you here though, and I'm glad we were able to do this, bro. A hundred percent. See you. I ain't seen you since last year. Dang. Yeah, it was last year. Yo, it's. <laughs> Hey, it was fine. Hey, y'all, going to his house was crazy, too. Yo, yo, that week. Yo, that was crazy, though. We went crazy. (laughs) We did so much. We probably did enough work between us two for, like, 20 people. Yes. Yes, yo. From sessions to shows to organizing the files to then leaving, flying out, then coming back, doing a show. Like, it was was about on tour. (laughs) Yo, so I want to I want to get to that, but first I want to start back from Little Sam. Ooh. Like, take me back to the beginning. Man, the beginning. Let's see which which beginning. When I first met you? No, the beginning, beginning, the very Man. beginning. Hey, that's from that's Durham, North Carolina, outside the county line. That's yes, where, sir. That's, that's where the, we want to go. That's the beginning. Yeah, so, man. You know, you know how we start out. We start out <laughs> in church. I started out on the drums. Yeah. Then I started moving over into into singing. Yeah. And then. So wait, you going too fast? Oh my bad. How did you get introduced to playing drums? How did I get introduced to it? Oh, are you talking about little 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 Sam? Yeah. Oh, uh, hey, Christmas. Now I was beating on pots and pans at one. I had a tambourine. I then I really got a hold of a tambourine at three. Okay. By five, I had about four. I had about four full drum sets. Are because, you serious? Yeah, because I kept beating on everything. So my mom, she she loved it. Oh, he gonna be a musician. He gonna be a musician. When he was before he was born, God had me in. A, I had a dream and and God God had me in the on the altar, and then He put me in the pulpit, and then I rose up and I came back down, and Jesus lift up my blouse, and on my stomach was a cross. <laughs> and that's when I knew he was going to be a boy. He was going to be anointed. And so he started playing the dry news and start playing instruments. Early. So I guess it started when I, before I was born. Bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my mama's yeah. story, bro. That's Yo, so you come out the womb. Came out the womb. You graduate from... The pots and pans, then she get you a drum set. Get me a drum set, and I start falling in love with it. I was left-handed, mm-hmm. but the drum set was always right-handed. That's why I always play open-handed. Play open-handed. Yeah. And so I was just playing open-handed, and 
and it just kept going from there. Then I started taking piano lessons. What mm-hmm. I hated piano lessons though. Why? Why? Because I was too hyper. I just wanted to run around. <laughs> either I want to play video games, play basketball, play drums, or sing. You wanted to do all of those. So yeah. first of all, let's let's we're gonna age you real quick. Oh, what was oh, the gaming console? Boy, the the Nintendo. <laughs> The Nintendo with Mario. Yeah. The little, uh, you remember the, uh, the the video game with the mailman, the mailboy? He was on the bike and he was throwing the mail. <laughs> yes. Uh, Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> you remember Tecmo Bowl? That was the foot. That was the first football. <laughs> Nigga, I was playing the football game before Madden came out. <laughs> so before Madden, yeah, came out, it was another football game called Tecmo Bowl. And you was playing that? I was playing that. And then, of course, we was playing Mario. Yeah. And then you were already into basketball, too? I was already into basketball. How uh, old were you at this time? Let me see. I was about six or seven. Okay. Yeah, I was already in basketball playing at, you know, little amateur leagues, um, Holt, Holt mm-hmm. uh, Athletic Association in Durham. And that's why I met a lot of my friends. Mm-hmm. We ended up growing up playing basketball together. And, uh, you know, it was just kind of, and then after that, you know, we just kept going and going and going and kept growing. As you get older, you keep doing it, keep yeah. doing it. And, you know, you know, you get more advanced at it. Yeah, so did your basketball, at that young age, did your basketball friends know that you did music too? Yeah. <laughs> I was singing everywhere. Boy. So, like, were you on the court singing? Yeah. And then in starting in middle school, I was singing the national anthem before every game. And then play the game. And then play the game. Yep. It was it was so weird though because I was trying to figure out, you know, you get nervous to sing, so I'm getting nervous, nervous. <laughs> and so after you, and the national anthem is after you warm up and get hyped for the game and already yeah. scream, "Let's go, let's go!" <laughs> oh, oh. oh, say, can you? How in the world do you prepare for that? Yeah. Talk about breath control and all that stuff. Yeah, man. So I had to get, I had to calm down, then get back hype. Yeah, and I did the national anthem before every game from middle school all the way till down the street in Wilson, North Carolina, at Barton College. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah. So I mastered the national anthem. Fact. Yeah, it's time for me to go sing some NBA games now. What y'all doing? Hey, what y'all on? Oh yeah, come on now. <laughs> So, so how did you discover that you had a singing voice? First grade. First grade, my teacher, Ms. Brewer, my, my first music teacher, mm-hmm. she loved me and my sister. Mm-hmm. She had us on everything, you know, all the Mary Poppins stuff, all the, the, the crazy musicals. She was dope, Miss Brewer. Yeah, uh, shout out to Miss Brewer. Shout out to Miss Brewer, like, at, at Easley Elementary School in Durham, North Carolina. Yes, sir. Man, she would... She would have us. Uh, I was I was in an after school program, mm-hmm. and I was always getting in trouble. So, and they'll just leave me in the music room. Oh, I was like, hey, Sam, this is time out. Just go to the music room. And then Miss Brewer ended up taking me and my sister home after school wow. sometimes, and uh, we just developed such a relationship. And um, you know, the way she broke down stuff was just crazy to me. And, you know, it just, that kept the love going. Yeah. And so she gave me my first solo in first grade. I saw in the circle of life. 
Wow. From the day we arrived on the planet and blinking stepped into the sun. There's more to see. You know what I'm saying? We was dramatic. Yo, were you nervous? Actually, I wasn't nervous then. It was like an adrenaline rush. You know, while you're playing drums, you know how you get. <laughs> well, when I saw, yeah, Wilson Chapel <laughs> with their NPC, <laughs> and you smiling at me. I was like, what is it? What kind of thing is this? She's, she's an alien. <laughs> God. Playing for, um, for Natalie and them. Yes. Yeah, for focus. For focus. God. <laughs> I didn't know what was wrong with y'all. <laughs> that is funny, yo. We going to get to that, too. Okay, my bad. Yeah, but... yeah. Hey, he hype. We going to get to Sheesh. that. So go back. You do your solo. Does your mom put you in church singing, too? Yeah, she put me in church singing. You were I... like in a youth choir or you were like? Well, at first, we didn't really have we didn't have a youth choir. Like a you like from like a backwoods country type church? Yeah, yeah. Apostolic holiness church. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, you can't you can't wear skirts. And stuff. No makeup. They no were the tattoos, they were the no, ones. No, they were the ones at the pool with the skirts on and the t shirts. The denim boys. Yeah, the a hundred percent denim. I was like, where can you find those denim skirts at? Like, where do they make those? And and so, but we never. But we were like the my mom's kids were like the cutting you know, edge kids. Yeah, yeah, we were the cutting edge kids, and you know, I was wearing earrings. I was. Yeah. Oh, like, did they get you? Yeah, they got me, bro. I had to take my. This past Easter, I had to take my earrings out. What you talking about? <laughs> when I was at church, no earrings. Suit. Yeah, I did see the suit on Instagram. Yeah, but... I, I didn't realize you ain't had your earrings on. I ain't had my earrings on. Did they stop you at the door? No, nah, they stopped me at you the door. You just already know. I I'm already at, I'm, know. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get in uniform. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I get it. I got it. I don't... When I take my earrings out, I don't feel naked no more because I got a beard now. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> shout out, yeah. <laughs> so I was like... <laughs> Well, yeah, I, shoot, I don't yeah. care. You know How saying? did it feel to play at church? Yeah, it was it was fun. They when they saw me, I felt bad for the drummer that was there. <laughs> they just made him get up. My brother, my family, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I was so nice to him though. Yeah. I made sure I encouraged him. And then like after like I played the second song, just I got back off to let him finish the service. Yeah. Cause I ain't wanna, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And what made it so bad? The Saints. Why did he get extra hype when I got on drum? <laughs> <laughs> really making him feel bad. Right. He was like, dude, costume, costumes, costumes. Then I got on drums, dude, costumes. Like, oh! <laughs> my ne- you see my nephews? Yes. Crack it up. They didn't know how to act. Yeah. Bro, I was like, uh... hey, my brother. Hey, nice. You for real, man. Hey, let's keep keep going, brother. Like, kill it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, man? I had to make sure I ain't crit, because you know it. That church hurt. That church hurt is serious. Been a, Especially getting kicked off the drum. Because I was the I was the one that got kicked you off. Used to get kicked off. Yeah, I used to get kicked off. Especially when we used to have the, you know, the, the youth revival or the council meetings. Cause where, that's when the big boys come. That's when the big boys come. <laughs> like niggas coming from New York. You know what I mean? Yeah, from Georgia. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, hey Sam, you play, Sam, play uh that move over to the bongos. <laughs> Say you play bongos, play them bongos with Jesus. So I moved over to the bongos. Bro. So during convocation and stuff, you the bongo player. Bongos, percussionist. And you know, but it was it was great because I was able to have uh this is female drummer. Okay. Named Cheryl. Okay. Yes. Bruh. The one that tall. 
Has she done any major records? You know what? I don't know, but she was in New York and she was killing everybody. She had to. Cheryl was just so dope. Her feel was crazy. Yeah. And she had this this fullness to the way she played. Yeah. Like she was clean every time she hit. Like she was playing at church, like she was playing on a record. And that's what I was like, oh, I, okay, I want to do that. And then, you know, the drums, uh, I just really, you know, just started loving the drums more and more and more. And mm-hmm. then uh, then some people would have me sing. And it was just keep, you know, just life happened. So you liked drums and singing equally? I like drums better. Mm. It, like in middle school, I was in chorus, but I was also playing drums in a jazz band. Yeah. And that's when I started learning how to read in jazz band. Uh, shout out to Miss Odell. Shout out to Miss cr- Odell. It's crazy. I remember all of my music teachers' names wow. because they make the the um, the most you know the most impact. Yeah. Because the jazz band and you know they were highlight. Now what's funny is that I can't remember my middle school chorus teacher's name, but I remember like my band members. Like mm-hmm. I, I remember. Um, Miss Brewer, because she was an overall music teacher. Yeah. She wasn't just a chorus teacher. Then when they, it's weird when you go from elementary school to middle school, they break it up. Mm-hmm. So you have your band teacher mm-hmm. and then you have your chorus teacher. And so I didn't, I like choral, choral music, but I want to get on them drums. Because you'll play such you play the cool stuff. Yeah. And then jazz band, I was on kit, and I was the only person in my middle school that was good on kit because of the church upbringing. Ah, uh, yeah. And so I would get on kit, and then doing jazz band concerts, I would come off the kit and then go do a solo. Singing. Singing, yeah. And the same show. And I did that in elementary school as well. So, so I, would- I understand why you are such a good performer. A hundred percent. Because it started very early. Very, very, very early, bro. Like, very early. I didn't even realize until I told you. <laughs> I never even told nobody that. That's crazy. I forgot about that until we just talked about it. Because I never went that far back yeah, to perform boy. it. And that's, we want people to know where we come from, man. Because people see us now and they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. We've and been it's, it's inspiring for people to know right. where we come from. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who come from where we come from. Yeah, that's and true. And they see what we do now and... That's true. Our our stories and our life can give them the motivation and encouragement to do what they do. You know, and I'm I'm gonna talk about y'all. You, Jamario, <laughs> Tank, Greg, Greg, oh. and well, who, D- Darius, was Demetrius. Demetrius, Demetrius. I'm sorry, Demetrius. Don't kill me. You say yes. he. Demetrius so yeah, we got to get. Okay, let's talk about that because that was a big part of your musical journey. Yeah, because that changed my ear. So when you. So when you get middle school, and then so in high school, are you playing ball? I'm playing. I, I really started dedicating life to to sports, 100. percent So you were kind of you slowed down on the music. Yeah, I, I was always, you know, doing doing what I do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But you know, the I wanted to be Kobe. Oh, so you really start going hard playing AAU ball. year round travel yeah. traveling, um, picking out my schools for. You know, for basketball, like I was at Southern. Excuse me. You good, bro? I was at Southern playing basketball. Then I transferred from Southern to um, Riverside. Yeah. And then I went from Riverside to Mount Zion because you did all that to play ball. To play ball, like because I wanted the best basketball experience. Because every time I went to a school that I thought that was better, 
it was another school that was better. And I was like, okay, I want to go to the top school because if you go to the top school, you can go to the top top yeah. school, uh, college and you 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 meet the scouts and, yeah. and all that stuff. But if you're not playing for the right team, you, you know, it's political. Yeah, you won't even be seen for real. Yeah, so I was playing AAU. Then after Mount Zion, I went off to prep school in, in the Virginia Prep League Christchurch School. And okay. That's, that's where I ended up staying and finishing my high school basketball career. Yeah. And then um, – that's when I was playing AAU. I was out of I was out of the state for for prep school, for uh to, to play basketball and, and football, and then um you know I chose. I was getting recruited by Clemson, mm-hmm. and then uh and and NC State, verbally committed to NC State. Herb Sinek left NC State, and Sidney Lowe didn't honor the scholarship. Wow! And so I ended up going to Barton and just winning the national championship division two my freshman year. Wait, you going too fast? Oh my bad. Dang. So you get the so all right, you can't go to NC State. How do you discover Barton? My brother played there. Interesting. The same brother we just talked yep. about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And my nephew there right now playing on the football scholarship. Yo. Yeah. So your brother, so you already know about Barton. So then you go to Barton and you play are you by the time you get to Barton, are you still only thinking about basketball? Yeah. And then, you know, with the majors. At that time, I didn't know, like, I didn't know about mass communications. Mm-hmm. So the first two years of college, you you know, you just taking the the regular curriculum yeah. stuff, and then you know your junior senior, you get into your major. Yes, and you know, at first I was like, well, they didn't have no music scholarship, no music major at Barton, and. At first, I was like, oh, religion and philosophy, since I grew up in church. Let me dig in more about and learn more about that. Yeah. I'm like, nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Especially when my professor was an atheist. I was like, I don't like him. <laughs> That's backwards. And then me and him, me and him started, you know what I'm saying, going back and forth. And well, for God, I die. But you know what I'm saying? I started, I started, and so he ended you put, up. You pulled that apostolic out. I pulled that apostolic. I didn't like how he was talking. And so I failed his class. And I was like, okay, I'm not doing religion religion and philosophy. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, I was still really churchy. Yeah, okay. I was still really churchy, like, as far as in my beliefs. Yeah. I'm still I'm still old school. Don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm st- Back I, then, you was back, like. Back then, I was brainwashed. <laughs> Sam! I, I was brainwashed as I don't know what. And so, you know what I'm saying? Anybody, I was, yeah, I, before I eat a Snickers candy bar, I was saying my prayer. <laughs> I won't. I was in college. I won't drinking. I won't smoking. That is actually good, though. I won't going and and so for so long I tried it when I was like twenty two. That was the first time I really tried to drink something. And it's like it was disgusting. Tastes like donkey water. (laughs) It's like this is disgusting. What is this? This is torturing me. This is so nasty. Why beer? Pee. (laughs) Pee, bro. And so I was like, I don't want. Give me a water. Yeah. And give me some lemonade. Because you still like that now unless it's got a certain taste. Bro, it got to taste. It got to taste like and Kool-Aid. My, bro, I might as well just go ahead and drink some juice, man. <laughs> because I'm not going to drink to get drunk ever. <laughs> I'm in champagne. The champ- it got to be a, um, a really like a Moscato Rosé. Yeah. And the alcohol content in that is just, I don't even, you can't even taste that. Soda. Real. That's basically juice. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So yeah. to to this day and smoking, my biggest fear is to have them black lips <laughs> and then, you know, and them dirty fingernails. 
that I be seeing people, you know, that smoke. I can look at somebody and tell they smoke, especially like black people for some reason. Wait a minute. And so them black lips, I was like, I would never have black lips. I never smoke <laughs> because I don't want black lips. This is the, the aesthetic alone. I tried it one time and I went to the studio because um, uh, the um, some some baseball player had a uh, little like portable yeah, long yeah, type yeah. situation. And I tried it. I'm like, and then I heard about Lil Wayne smoking and then going to the studio. Yeah, so you wanted to see if it- I tried, bruh. <laughs> I played that thing back the next day. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> Didn't even save it, but that was trash because as an engineer, you know what I'm saying? Because I was engineering the session too. Like you, you have to be like alert. You can't yeah. just be in order to you know be tight. Yeah, you got to be. So let's talk about that. You at you at school at Barton. Mm-hmm. You playing ball. You switch. Did you switch your major? I switched my major. What did you switch it to? To mass mass com with a concentration in audio technology. So, did the auto technology portion? Is that how you got into production? That's how I got into production in auto, in engineering. So you were an in you were interested in engineering first. No, I was just. I just wanted to do something that was close to music. because And that was the music. only thing they had. That's the only thing they so had. So when you start that journey, what did that look like? It was, you know, at first, you know, my freshman year in college, I didn't have a Mac. Uh, I wasn't producing. I wasn't mixing or mastering. Yeah. Um, I was barely writing songs. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I wrote, I wrote songs here and there, but it wasn't like how I do now. Yeah. And when I went to Barton, it was three people in my class. And by the time I graduated, I was the only one out of my graduating class. And I had, I would stay there all summer. You remember how that's, that's how I met y'all. It was basically my studio. Yeah. It was basically my studio. And so I just developed that, that four years. I developed how to work a studio, why to mix, why to like how to master, how, why to, to compress. What best yeah. plugins to use? So you taught yourself by just going to the studio? No, nah, well, my professor. I got we you. We had classes, and so he taught me pro and tools. Then you, and he taught and me so, reason. But you could still use the studio after hours. Yep, mm-hmm. because won't nobody else trying to? You do were it. the only one. I was. The, it was me, Brendan, Nitro, Taylor, um, uh, Brian, Kid. Uh, we had a crew. We had an audio crew. Uh huh. That. Um, Shout out to Nitro. You remember Nitro, right? Yes. Brendan Nitro? He was crazy. And then so we started, me and Nitro started making music. Brian Kidd started engineering. Um, uh, Elena Pittman, Mm -hmm. you know, got rest her soul. She passed away. She's from here. Mm -hmm. Um, It was all of us just started working. And then. I remember, because I remember, crazy thing is, I don't know. Tell me what year you were in. Like, I remember a picture where. You and Greg and Samo might have been in the studio. Yeah, we um that's I think it was in 2009. Okay. We wrote that record in your area. Yes, in your area. In your area. Yeah. And we all three had verses. That was that was our first song together. Whoa. So at this time, you're engineering like did Greg produce that song? Like did he do the music? Yeah, he did the music. Yeah, he so did you reason. know about programming and stuff yet? It, I was, 
That's when you were. That's when I was getting into it, mm. and I was I was decent at putting stuff together. Yeah, I was decent, and um, and after that, you know, it, after the, you know those summers, I really started developing, and I I ended up developing real fast. Yes, because you and you went wide awake. That's where we were. Yeah, but so let how- me tell you about wide awake <laughs> because I didn't tell you about wide awake. I was still discovering feel. Yeah. Because in growing up in Durham, we didn't have areas where we had good musicians. Yeah. But it was something in Wilson that taught you a a feel that was industry. Yeah. And and it was so hard to understand. It was like, am I cool yet? Do I get it yet? Am Am my runs clean yet? Like yeah. I've the whole thing was 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 like that was my music school. Yes. Watching y'all. Yeah. Watching when 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 that, that tank, you, <laughs> yeah. Greg, Jamario. Yes. Bro, I almost that was insane for me to see. And that Because we're your age. Yeah, you're my age, and I'm like, I felt like I was behind. I was like, Wait, what's going on? What's going on? But I did have a niche in the studio. Yes. And I was like, okay. So mm. I may <laughs> I may not be able to do the runs Thomas was doing. Ooh. I had to I had to with with my ability and what I know, I had to figure out okay, what makes me special. I was like, what cuz these Negroes is top tier. <laughs> so I'm not playing drums. I'm not singing all the time in front of them unless I'm trying to write a record in the studio. Yeah. So it was, so meeting us kind of put you in a place on what to decide to go after. Like, okay, I see the, as far as musicians and stuff go, I see what they are. So I'm finna. Officially, um, (laughs) when I saw those Negroes (laughs) play together, I retired as a musician. And I That's went, basically what I was trying to say. <laughs> I went into production and artistry. <laughs> I was like, okay, I need to be an artist. Let me get these pictures. I was doing a little bit of modeling. I was let me get these pictures right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me dig yeah, into Yeah, because you like, in Durham, you playing, you think you playing. Yeah. Then you come to Wilson and you like. I was like, like sheesh. <laughs> yo. But then they, uh, I remember our song one time and I wasn't sweet. While we was at what's that theater? That legendary theater. Boykin. The Boykin Theater. Yeah. I saw him. <laughs> Thought I was doing something. Them niggas was looking at me. And the niggas was laughing at me. And I was doing wrong <laughs> stuff and I thought I was doing right stuff. <laughs> and I never will forget. I was like, dang, I ain't sweet. And the thing <laughs> is, is that in Wilson, people will tell you, you ain't sweet, Doc. <laughs> you ain't sweet. Either you gon' Either you gonna listen and try to figure it out. Uh, it, well, no, no. Let me tell you how it works. You have to be dope at something <laughs> in order to be around them, and then they'll tell you what you're not sweet at. That's true. And then you're you have right. to grow. And if you don't, it's gonna take you. It's gonna take you a while to win them over now, 
Like you just and it's not gonna grow overnight because these Negroes is ready to tour now. Like they ready to do worldwide tours at twelve, bro. Like these niggas was 17, 18. Yeah. I was older than y'all. Yeah, because I had to be like at the time, at the time when we met you, I had to be fifth to what? 2008. I was 16, 15. That's 15, crazy. 15. Jamal, that's yeah, crazy. I was 15. The feel y'all had and still have yeah. is insane. And then so now I started, you know, after a while, y'all started trusting me. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But Jamal was a little arrogant, though. <laughs> yeah, right here. He was the truth, though, because he was like, you know what I'm saying? Because he was programming shows. Yeah. He he was MDing, you know what I'm saying? Playing Killing on Drums. You know what I'm saying? He had the, you had the cornrows there. Yes, yes. The I mean, I'm talking about cutting edge everything. Yo, that's crazy. Like directing leadership. Like he came in and took over. Tell me what you want to understand The way I feel for you It's kind of indescribable You got my heart I know at times it may seem like I'm crazy But I'm crazy over you Come on, baby Tell me how you feel Am I doing all the simple things? I was like, who is this? Sheesh, I'm scared and then Jamario over there, then he, yeah, then, and then elite. He, and then you got Greg over there. Like, and then you, you, everybody had their place. It, it was the perfect thing. It was in. I've never to to this day. I try to recreate that man. Yeah, I try. You remember at uh, my sister in law funeral? Uh huh. I tried to recreate the that wow. man. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Because um um John John Jonathan Curry. Mm-hmm. Shout out to John. Yeah. Um, he was my tank. Yeah. Cece was my Jamario. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I played, right? Yeah, you played. Yeah. Because I, I couldn't replace him. <laughs> him on mains. <laughs> it's something about Jamal on mains that's crazy to me. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's in that pinky of his. I don't know what's in his forearms. But it's a feel there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That every Jamal. Bro, it was so crazy. Like, when you called me, like, okay, I have a band. And I have all the pieces, but you gotta fly to LA. You gotta fly to LA. I I literally made sure he flew to LA for the, that was crazy to uh, me, bro. Yeah, because it you just can't create it. And so what I had you do was the songs that you know that was produced. Yeah. I had you, you know, create yeah, create all my shows. I before I do a song live, it's gonna go through Jamario. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna go through <laughs> Jamal. You could. And uh, and it's gonna, you know, what I'm saying, That's then the, the show, vibe, yeah. the show's gonna be right, yeah. Because I'm gonna feel comfortable. I appreciate, and that, you bro. understand the feel. You can guide the band on where to go, yeah. And on, um, we just did the credits on the album that's coming yeah. out. Oh, oh, okay. So then I'm gonna tell them this, and then we'll go back, okay? Because I thought that was very generous of you. Yeah. Sam asked me to come. And like program the show, the tracks mm-hmm. that needed to be programmed. This man took because I added stuff. I added stuff to give the live version energy. Mm-hmm. He calls me like, "Hey man, we finna use these stems on the record." A hundred percent. That's crazy to me, bro. A hundred. I thought that was. I appreciate that, bro. Because it, it, it was the feel that I was looking for in the tracks. Yes, sir. 
that I can tell, bro. Bro, what in the world is wrong with you? Yo, that joke was nice though. The whole break just changed. Yeah, we gotta talk. We gotta talk about that too. Cause is that that song is not out yet, right? No, it's coming out on the album. Yes. You you worked on I Can Tell. Um, you worked on um um I had your, I got your foot stumps and claps and amen. Yeah. Um, I got uh your drums That's on. Uh, I got your drums on. I could tell in the whole. That's break. crazy. And um, next level. Yes. Oh my god. But them songs is crazy. All right, we'll talk about it okay. now. Let's go back. All right. So you find your lane. Yep. You're like, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be an artist. Yep. I'm gonna be an engineer. I'm gonna be a producer. Because y'all were too. Y'all were so crazy. <laughs> Let me tell you, they were so crazy. It made you soul search. You got to look in the mirror. You got to be real with yourself. You got to be honest with yourself. Like, okay, I can't play. Okay, I thought I could play. Okay, what can? What do I have? Yeah, but that's good. Okay, so okay, now that's good. Let's. I really want to break that down because that is a part of self development, mm-hmm. and it takes self awareness and humility to mm-hmm. be able to say, okay. This is what I thought I knew. Mm-hmm. I've put myself in a new environment with new people, and mm. I don't know what I think I know. I don't know. I had to discover. I just had to discover. I felt the feel for the first time. Yes, sir. In person, I felt the yes, feel. Yes, sir. Oh, who Tank's dead church? Yes, Glory Baptist. Glory Baptist, bro. <laughs> oh my God! And the sound and the the whole. Situation had this feel, yes, sir. In the way y'all would rock and and look at each other and bounce off, and Jamario would give me a heart attack. <laughs> I was like, "How is this possible?" Yeah, I didn't know what was going on, and so I went back to the drawing board yes, and say, "Okay, what skill set do I have where good. I can be as elite as them?" Yes, what do I have? And I was like, okay, I got this production. Yes, Lord. Okay, I, I'm going to dig into that because I, I feel like, because they kept saying, oh, Sam, your drum's crazy, your drum. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going okay, I'm to make, make sure I have crazy drums every time. I'm going to start digging into sonics and sounds mm. and patches. And I was going to let that be my thing and, yes, and making sir. a record. That moment, me saying this right now, that moment is responsible for my career path shift into artistry on what I'm doing right now. Yes, sir. That's crazy. Yes, sir. And that's that's what I want to talk about next. So you discover your niche, and you're like, okay, I'm going to produce, I'm going to be an artist, I'm going to focus on mm-hmm. like drum sounds and stuff. When do you become Sam Harmonic? I, in college, mm. when I really started, you know, figuring out, like, stacking and harmony. I used to really love the way my voice stacked. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had a nasally tone. Now it developed into a raspy, mm-hmm. but it still has that, you know, it still has the days of old, but yeah. it's the matured voice. But back then I used to love how, you know, my voice stacked. And I was like, okay, that, that's dope because I ain't going to outrun somebody. Yeah. Let me really experiment with stacking my voice in harmonies. And then I was working with uh, Tone A yeah. back then. And, um, you know, it was like Sam Harmonics, Tone A. Yeah. Um, and I was like, all right, let's go. Because at the time I was doing it, trying to master that sound, yeah. master that range. Um, and Sam Harmonics was born. Sam wow. Alon and Mines Harmonically. 
Brian uh, Brian Kidd, one of the engineer and engineer homies that went to school with me. Yes, sir. He came up with the acronym. Wow. Sam aligning Sam aligning minds harmonically. I was like, let's run with that. Wow. And got Sam harmonics tattooed on my arm, so I still live by that name. Yeah. But of course, my biological name is Sam Pounds. Sam gang, 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 gang. So. You know, y'all make sure y'all look up Sam Pounds on and Sam Harmonics because they on the it's DSPs. Like, it's almost like a it's almost like Sam Sam Harmonics is the producer. Sam Pounds is the artist. Exactly. We gotta talk. Oh, we gotta exactly. talk about it. Okay. Exactly. So, so I want to talk about you moving, but mm-hmm. I need to talk about you being in. So once you get out of college, mm-hmm. are you like really into production then? Really into production. Okay. Well, it it became a point where I was just a producer for a little while. Okay. Okay. And I was really getting into it. Like I was like, oh my, oh snap. So okay. what made you make the decision? Okay, for a season, I'm gonna stop singing and just produce. Um, I started really loving Timberland. Yes, Lord. Um, Pharrell. Yes. But it was really something about Timberland for me. Cause them drums. Them you drums. a drum. You a drum fanatic. Yeah. Them drum. Timberland's drums. I made sure that I had everything Timberland. Yeah, I made sure I could. It got to a point where I now I can, I can make a Timbaland record. Yes, you really can. And it was like I had mastered that sound. And once you master his swing, mm-hmm. and then you start doing other, adding I, stuff, to I, it. identifying and being able to match his drums, like realistically. Yes, it trained my ear, and now any type of song I can pick out the drums and make those drums. Oh, that's it. yeah. Set. Because Jamario, that's one thing Jamario always say, like, yo, <laughs> Sam got the drum. Like, and you really do, bro. <laughs> like, I got drums right now that you gave me, and it's like, some of them, as soon as you hit the key, it smack the speaker. Like, yeah, tell what you. in the world? Scatter down. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, scatter down. Boom, boom, boom. Scatter, set a boom, scat. It's boom, 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 scatter down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, literally. So you heavy in production. Mm-hmm. Do you start getting clients? Started getting clients. <laughs> People started asking me to produce them. Um, Do you remember the, like, I want to know, like, when you go from deciding to be a producer to getting your first client, well, how did you do that? Well, it, like, getting my first client, I was, let me see. It took, it took, like, a year. Okay. But it was a year of doing it every single day, all summer, all, like, we didn't leave. Like, I, I would stay and in the studio and I have a little other, you know, a little studio at home. Yes, sir. And it's, I'm just going studio to studio. Me. I mean, that's, that's really what all I did. Yeah. That's all we, that's, that's what all we did. We live yes. and breathe. Yes. Like Jamario, you couldn't find him. He won't never even come <laughs> into, you know, to hang out because he was at the house <sighs> shedding on bass all the time. All the time. Like it was crazy. Yes. And so just that work ethic became a norm. Then you start loving, like, it's where you start loving to work. Yeah, man. Like, you remember, as an adult, you know, we got to pay bills. But when we were at that age, you were literally doing it because you love it. Because you love it, period. That was the only reason why you, that was the only reason why we became great. Yes. Was because we loved it. Yes. But the developing, because we got to go back to that feel. Yes, sir. That feel that I felt. I didn't officially get the stamp until we worked on Jamario's album together. Mm. That was my graduation. Wow. That is very interesting. 
So from from starting to produce to then, you were grinding to get it. I was grinding to get it. I was like, it was a, it was a certain bar yeah. that I had to reach. What forced me to get there was when Jamario had me sing, mix, master, record his first album. Yo. Yeah, he, he like, he, because at this point, he's gone off and done his thing. Yeah. So he in session sessions. Yeah, he in session sessions. And he come back with us, and he bringing that type of energy, and we like, okay. Mm-hmm. This a different type of energy. Yeah, this is a different type of this energy. This is a different, it's like, it's di- it was different. Like, the experience was different. It's like, oh. And I had just met Lisa Page. Yeah. And so we had we had that dope studio yes. in Raleigh. Yes. And we was able just to go to work. Yeah, yo, that was so fun, man. Man. You talking about now we're talking about a different level of development. Yes, sir. Now I feel like, you know, we we are national champions in college. Yeah, man. This and then once we finished Jamario's album together. Yeah. We all grew, yeah, from yeah. that because we all were pushed, and I was pushed vocally, engineering wise, uh, because Jamari had thirty hundred references. He wanted his bass to sound like this. He wanted the record to sound like this. He wanted the keys to sound like this. He yes, he to- like I'm. I'm listening. Yes, because we did one song. He was like, he referenced the Michael Jackson song. He was like, you hear this? You hear how the pad? Then yeah. he was like, no, change the setting. Yeah. So I played. He said, no, it's still not. The crescendo yeah. is still not right. The release right. is still not right. right. No, change this. Add, I'm like, yo, this our is sound different. Desi- our sound design got crazy. 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 Because I'm like, Shout bro. out to Jamario, Shout man. Shout out thank to Jamario. You, thank you for, we love you, bro. We love you so much. That's our brother, for and real, for real. Bro, like, the way you pushed us. Was crazy. Was insane. And it it, it set us, it set us yeah. up. We went to the moon. Yes. Went to the moon. Because politically, you'll be surprised at all the musicians that were in Berkeley at the time that dropped that studied that album and now are in LA. And so they like, you Sam. You, I'm Sam. <laughs> Phil. You remember, you, you remember Phil? Yep. I told you. You remember yeah. when oh, I you remember when I told you about Phil? Oh my God. Philip studied Jamario and he studied that Red Boombox album. So then he meets you and you like. He meet me while I'm about to lead praise and worship over at uh one church. Uh-huh. And he start playing. Bum 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 So when you tell him your name, how what was the introduction like? Oh, I'm saying Sam Harmonics. He was like, "Oh, do you say you're you're Sam Harmonics?" Boom! <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, you know the bass, yeah!" Oh. It was so many musicians that were at Berkeley at the time that are now touring musicians in LA. They are. that knew that record, and, and that's we gotta, what I got my oh, respect. Okay, so let's talk about that because we do the album. You still in Carolina? Mm-hmm. What made you move to LA? I think. As an my artistry, me as an artist developed. Like that was that was like label development. And I hear you. So doing Jamario's album put you in a place of development where you felt like, okay, now I, I can got, make some moves. Now I got the feel. <laughs> now I'm not gonna be out here looking crazy. <laughs> I got the feel now. I got the secret. Yeah. And the, the feel, the only way you can get the feel is that you got to feel it. Yes, Lord. <laughs> you got the fit. You got the feel. Oh, that's so good. Like you can't just 
sing it. You can't just play it. Like, it has to come from inside out. It's annoying. Yes. It's annoying, and you have to, you, you have to get there time and time again and not rest until you've gotten to that yes, point. Yes, man. And it meant saving grace, man. Yes. Because so this day. Oh, yeah, he worked you in that studio. Oh, man, he worked oh, me. I'm talking goodness. about body hurt. Body Do that hurt. line again. Do that melody again. I'm like, Jamario full-fledged producing. I'm, when I tell you, <laughs> when, Yo. we, when he was playing the bass and telling me to do the runs, <laughs> and do do this. Um, uh, um, yeah. Yes! Is where you get me. Uh, it is so like he, yes! He laid every single uh, line out. Uh, <laughs> he laid it all out. I'm like, yo, this is meticulous. Being alone. <laughs> that was crazy. That's he's all the he was playing. He was playing all of all of that. Yes. He played that for me and I had to sing that. So you get we did we, we get did the session. Stu- we did that at yes. studio. Yeah, and we Wilson. Your studio. Shout out to the Refining House. I miss that place. Man, that place is crazy. It was dope. And we did a we did a uh, video with uh, Zach yeah. there at the Refining House Studios on how I met. Yeah, yeah that was. We that still was got crazy that. too. Need to post a link to that. Facts. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll put it at the end. Yeah. Bam. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put all. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna link all your stuff up. So, hello y'all. And then after a while, then that's when Jamal started kind of believing. Yeah, okay, I, I was, okay, he might be sweet now. <laughs> because it took Jamal a long time for, you know, to congratulate me and say that I was You did good sweet. in that session. You really did a great job. Bro. Man, I appreciate you, man. And, I graduated. And, like, Jamario was talking about it, like, yo, Sam coming up. Like, I'm proud of this. He doing his thing. You yeah. really did a good job. It was tough, So man. then after that, you felt like, all right, I'm ready. But uh, was it, like, did you already have L.A. in your mind? It was, I was almost ready. Yes, sir. Because studio, I was sweet. Yeah. Now I had to get my live show. Yeah, because that is that is not the same. The only. Not. And you had, got, yes. I had got, I got the studio sweet. I was ready. But I had to get the live presentation Yeah. Sweet. It took me until 2018 to get mm. my, my show sweet. Yeah. The only way I could get my show right was have you MD. Yes. And then we did the poorhouse. That was crazy. And we did the poorhouse. You still house. hadn't moved yet. I still haven't moved yet. Uh it was it was I was still developing, bro. Wow. I still because after I graduated from getting right in the studio. You started doing live shows. I started doing live shows and that's when I was developing the live show that whole entire time. Yes. And the sound and the sound that I want. Yes. Uh, and I still had to get I had still had to get right. And I had to surround the guys that I was in the studio with. We had to take it, take it live. Yes, we got to do if we got to do this on the stage. Got to do this on the and stage, they, and they have to be able to feel it. They have to be able to feel it. And so, then once I got that, this is what's going to kind of mess up people. Hold on. So when I finally did that poorhouse show, mm-hmm. that was the foundation that I needed. To go into Hollywood, yeah, and have enough tools to grow, yes, sir. On I the spot, you. I hear you. So I don't get left behind out there. I hear you, bro. Because when I got to LA, it, they had a sound. Yeah, I had to go from the blue mic that I was using to a Neumann, 
Yeah. To a Sony C800. Yeah. Just to compete. Yeah. Now it started getting technical. Now, okay, you got the feel, but. Now you, you got to have the sonics of the industry because you out here. You got to have the now sonics. Now you got to buy new, you buying new gear. Avalon's. I've been talking about all more analog gear. Bro, $10,000 mics. <laughs> Maxing out credit cards. <laughs> you better do it now or you, you're going to miss your opportunity to make that first impression. Mm. You're going to have to sacrifice and you're going to have to get all of this stuff. Yeah. Every single studio, because I'm so glad I majored in audio technology, I would go into the studio and I already knew the gear that was around me. I was like, okay, this is what they use. This is what they use. Yeah. Because finally I was invited to those big studios and I was able to see what they had. So how did you get it? Okay. So you moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. How did you, what was it like? Like, how did you start moving around? What was step one? Step one was my my homie Fiction. Okay. He, he's a crazy songwriter. Andrew, his real name is Andrew Holyfield, but he goes by Fiction now. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, that was my introduction because of my drums, because of my production yeah. field. I started doing sessions in LA. Yeah. And I started getting exposed to uh, and, and developing. So friends. wait, wait, wait. Because this is strategic, Sam. Mm-hmm. So you develop as a producer in Carolina. Yep. Then you develop as an artist. Yep. Then you go to L.A. and you go back to producer mode. Exactly. Exactly. Because I I knew. You I could was, get in faster as a producer in, than I an sure. artist. Yep, exactly. That is smart. Yep. 100%. I can get in politically. Yes. Everything has led. I've led everything through production. Every move been production first. Yes, sir. Even when I was, even when I met Jamie Foxx singing at Delilah performing, I started producing Jay uh, Young MDK, oh, his artist and Sailor. I, I got producing. you. Seventy records later, with Jay Young, I went crazy. Yeah. The pandemic happens, and now Jamie has already seen me produce so many records. Yes. Then I started producing him. Yes. Like everything was led by the production. Everything. That's a big lesson because yeah. it's like for you to learn what your niche was mm-hmm. and then for you to lead with that and let that allow doors to open. Right. It was a period of time. This It was two things. Let me tell you what happened. People started going crazy over the production and then people started going crazy over the live performance. Yes. The people that saw me live didn't know, didn't know I produce. And, and the vice people, versa. And vice versa. Wow! Not until I signed with Sumerian Records in uh, this this past October. Yes, sir. It finally came together for everybody. Yeah, because the Mo and Damn Vamps didn't come till after that too. Guess how I got the Mo and Damn Vamps? How, man? I had to produce it. Right. I had to produce, mix, master, right. Everything that I was like, why is it hey, so? Yo, hard? And I love, I love that Jamie's told the story where he like called you on yeah, set. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. And and he'll send me a video. Jamie will send me a video, and he. The thing with working with Jamario, we forgot to tell people the speed. Yes, Lord. Like right now, do it. I'm talking <laughs> about we these drums that he just played for me. I have to now play them somehow, bro. I have to have the exact drums, and then he want the drums better. I want this, but we, you know, I want to do it. So I had to develop some type of speed. Yes, sir. If I wouldn't have developed that speed, I wouldn't have been ready for Jamie. Yeah. Because Jamie, he, you don't lose him. Yeah, so listen, 
So, because he told that story and it was crazy. So he on set, he sent you the video. Yep. You start making it right then. I start making it right then, uh, and I made it. I made it in like uh, an hour. I had a full song. What? And you just had the verses empty for them. I had the verses empty, and I just had um, Dave Franco's voice saying I'm mowing down vamps. With my so you death. chopped that up from a video? From a video, yeah. And I mixed it. I mixed it like, um, and I made it sound high quality, and chopped that thing up. And then the verses didn't come until later on. The first verse was Jay Young's verse. Everybody else's verse when I had to mix Snoop's verse and every that was wait. Snoop verse didn't come until yeah, after we dropped was, the original joint. Right. And then Snoop came in. And I had to mix that one real quick. Yeah. And one night it was all about the speed and the execution. And it's a Netflix film. This Netflix. Yo, how did that feel? For, wait, because we going too fast. I know. We have to go back to how you met Jamie. Go back again. <laughs> okay. Excuse me, I'm a little congested. It's okay. It's okay, bud. Um, <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> so, I met Delilah. Scott is with me. Yeah. Scott Mulligan, he's an artist I produced. Go Scott. check him out. And saying, you got to help me with this new music, too. I got you. Because uh, we going pop with him. But anyway, I, Scott was with me, and everybody was there. And I'm talking about Wiz Khalifa, Madonna, Jamie Foxx. Um, just every everybody was there. It was yeah. it was it was like how it was in London for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. All the stars. Yeah. So Scott was like, hey yo, you gotta tell Jamie that you produce. Wow. You gotta tell him after you sing. After I sung Purple Rain, Purple Rain. <laughs> I'm going, <laughs> Jamie put his phone out. I was like, whoa. Jamie put his phone out, started videoing me. Uh, oh, 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 yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Everybody make some noise. Jamie Foxx, I make beats. Oh, bro, Jamie Foxx, I make beats. Yo, Dave Brown comes around, gets my number. I'm in the studio with Jay Young MDK working on one of our best records that's featuring Jaquees that's going to come out here in a little bit. Uh huh. The next day. So you met. This was in 2019. Jeez. And the pandemic is about to smack us. Or it it's, had already it, smacked no, us. It's right before. <laughs> right. That was the last. Those were the last Jamie parties and Dave Brown parties before the pandemic. Wow. And that's when you met Jay Young. You didn't know Jay Young. I didn't know Jay Young at the time. But he was already linked with Jamie. He was, Yeah, he was already linked with Jamie. Yep. So Jamie like, okay, now we got a producer. Mm-hmm. And then. Y'all did the song the next day? Song the next day. Oh, I won't play with him, bro. I had to. I you had worked to really hard. Say, I worked hard just to get there. <laughs> so when I when the time came, you got, mm. I was extremely ready. That's another one. That's another one. Like I was. You so, gotta be ready because it can happen just like just that. Just like that. I was insanely ready. Yes, sir. I've never. I was like, why is it taking so long for me to get to where I'm trying to go? But and then, then all of a sudden, boom. okay, wait a minute. We got to take him to church. Right. Because you can get to a place where the development takes 
10 years. And then the opportunity is 24 hours. Okay, what year was... Well, I met you in 2008. Yes. That's, that's 2019. Yeah, that's 11 years. That's 11 years of nonstop work and love and hunger and broke and using your church check to get a cord uh, vocoder because you're trying to match Mr. Talkbox. Yes. And you're trying to get that Daft Punk sound. Yeah, So you got to go... Yes, sir. You're spending your whole church check. Yes, sir. Oh, I'm a, I, okay, I'm going to spend this one on this keyboard. Yes, sir. Then I got to wait for bills on this one. Yo, we didn't, wait a minute. We skipped the whole part. Yeah. We skipped praise and worship leader praise Sam. And worship. Okay. Wait, we got to go back. Okay, praise and worship leader Sam. Because when you go back, mm-hmm. so you praise and worship leader when we're doing Jamario's album, right? Yep. At the same time. What made you do that? I needed well. Tell the truth, shame the devil. I needed. I I, I needed you some needed funds. I needed what other way? And then you can practice performing and get paid, <laughs> bro. It was this. My artistry wasn't getting calls. It was my production and my life performance and presentation. Yes, sir. I was like, wait, I'm making money off these two things. How can I bring these two together? But until I bring them together. I'm going to go sing live on this live yeah. scene, and I'm going to uh, uh, produce everybody that I can. Yeah. I'm going to, they, they call, I focus on the things that people were calling me for, and then the artistry stuff just started, you know, happening, like James, like uh, Jamario featuring me. Yes. All, you know, that's all about artist development, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And so people, you singing at, ch- how did you get on that church? It was after I did a showcase in LA, and I came back uh, in 2014. I came back, no, 2013. Mm-hmm. I came back, no, it was 2014. I came back because I didn't finish my degree. Mm-hmm. Because my professor at the time told me that I have to get ready for corporate America, my, one of my last classes. Mm-hmm. And he said, you can't get hand tattoos. I was like, but I'm not working in corporate America. Wow. So I'm like, wow. So the next day I got these hand tattoos. <laughs> I was like, I'm not working in corporate America, bro. Like, how you gonna tell me he flunked me? And he was the same person when I graduated, had to hand me my diploma. Because I went back. I was like, I gotta finish this. I'm one class away. Yes, sir. So I finished that class and he had to shake my hand. And then that's when I went crazy with music. Because okay, I was complete. Cause I well, I'm I'm the type of person I gotta finish something. Yes, sir. And also I'm big at proving people wrong. Yeah, like, man. But also in the process of that, that's Proving somebody wrong could be the initial hunger, but you still have to love what you're doing because that proving people wrong going to fade. Yes, sir. So I got my degree, came back, got my degree, but I did that showcase. I had to come back, had to make some money. Yes, sir. Because bills are real. Bills are real. She make her own money. Watch them hips. She get it from a mama. She get it from a mama. And and then all of a sudden, I just found out about you know I had took some student loans out to to you know to produce. I mean, yeah. and, and to stay on campus and yeah. and get the experience. I was already investing yes. in my craft. You know what I'm saying? So I basically took a business loan out. You know, so yeah. I could stay on campus and work in the studio all year. Yeah. You know, and, and so so I had to start paying bills, start paying on that. And um, 
what was your experience came. like at the church? Man. Well, it was a before I was at Word of God, you remember in 2009, I was leading praise and worship with, you know, at the big, at Formerton Heights in Wilson. Whoa, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, I was the, I was the youth lead, I was the youth leader. I was the youth praise and worship leader at uh, Form- Formerton Heights. I did not know that. That's how I mastered the pop feel. Yeah, because all them records is pop records with gospel lyrics. That's why, that's, that's why rock lyrics. music influenced me so heavily now and I'm able to. That's, in- I'm glad we went back. That's interesting because you do yes. That's how I started working with Kim Walker and Jesus Culture. Yeah, that's how I started uh, being. I was around for King and Country. Yes, all of those bands. So I, it helps me understand your artistry so much. Yeah, and even the evolution of your production because you you went from like R and B hip hop to like pop but you still kept the smacking drums yeah mm-hmm. yeah but i never realized where it came from yeah mm-hmm. that's good bro yeah just and and you really you're really it's, it's a really a, a product of being around um great music but yeah timberland drums but then those pop melodies yeah yes like, we need both of them yeah you got it. <laughs> and and so now we incorporate that just pretend record yeah yeah <laughs> Yes. That's us. That's what we go crazy over. Yes. So I did the Just Pretend 10 uh, remake. Yeah. Um, that's out right now, almost at 3 million. That's crazy. From that foundation. Yes, sir. That's that's all us. That's yes, sir. exactly how I grew up. Absolutely. And people are like, well, you went to rock. No, bro. Like, honestly, this is the feel yes. that we naturally have. have. And now I have the opportunity to actually, I, I visited all the genres. Yes, sir. And now I'm actually in the genre that I love and that is naturally me. And now let's, okay. So let we about to go there. So you start doing the stuff with um, Jamie. Mm-hmm. And... You do the single the next day. Mm-hmm. Do you naturally start to build a relationship with them personally, or is it just work? Bro, you at first it's just work. Come yes, to, sir. Come do your job and dominate. Yes, sir. Come to, and then just because you're around, you started. They start getting to know you. Because you're a good person too. I try to. Because like at the end of the day, you could be an amazing snobby producer. Oh, that don't work. You gotta. <laughs> Bro, because you got to be a people person. Because when you product, when you producing, honestly, it's a service. Talk about so you got to you got I to mold. It it. You got to have grace. You got to have patience. Even though you may have bills due or going through something at in that session, no one can know because you have to take care of everyone in the room as a yes, producer. Sir. You have to care for people. So people saw that that care wasn't something that I just turned on. That's just how I am. Yes, that's really how you are. And um. When people, when, when, also, shout out to Jamie. Jamie can read people. <laughs> he know. He knew. So he knew you was like, no, nah, he cool. Yeah, he know. He he knew. And then because you look at from 2019 when I'm when I when I met him, and now we like working on the seventh yeah movie soundtrack. Yeah, y'all really and, tight. And, and it's it's because I was like, dang, dang. When I when I first seen, it, I was like, dang. Yeah, but it made sense. Yeah. Like, think of all the celebrities that I, I could have worked with. Yeah. It made the most sense with 
with Jamie. Yeah. And I was like. Because Jamie one of the boys. Jamie one of the boys. And it's like, he really is. Like, he remind me of us. He just he is like He's like us. <laughs> he is like us. He just, that's exactly right. Because he's a musician, musician. Right. He's from the church. He's from the church. He's from the South. He's hilarious. Yes. Multi-talented. Yes. Can play, can sing. Yes. He Trained. one of the boys. He one of the boys. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is crazy. It felt like home. It felt like home. And he's kind of like, he's kind of like Jamario as far as when you're working with him and producing for him. And you got it. He It has to sound right right then. Yes. It's got to sound like he's the exact, radio. He's exactly, yeah, he's exactly like Jamario. And that's the thing, like, and like, so were you starstruck? A little, because I'm like, oh my God, it's Jim. Oh my God, it's Jim. Oh my God. It's, oh my God, it's Jim. Is this really? Oh my God. Is he singing on, on the mic? Am I recording? Is this like I'm engineering this? Is his vocal on my computer right now? Jim Fox vocal on my computer. What in the world? Oh my God. Didn't, that, oh my God. I ain't got no auto tune on him. He sound perfect. Why does it sound like reverb is already on his voice? How is he doing that? This nigga is a superhero. You know, these are all of my thoughts as um Yeah, engineering the session. Like this nigga can sing. What kind of tone is this? Yeah. And as I'm looking at how to mix his voice and um and just the the sessions and, and moving fast and getting his speed, you know, I'm just grateful. Yeah. Of the 10 years. Yes, sir. 10, 11 years. Yes, sir. That it took for me to get to that point. Yes, sir. Because I didn't, I, I didn't know I didn't, I, need, I needed to have that big of a foundation. But when I had to carry a legend. It made sense. It's it like, oh, sense. that's why I had to do all that. And then the next year later, you're producing him and Snoop. Yes. Now you're producing, now you're producing Snoop's daughter. Chuck, I yes. love you, girl. I love you. Yeah. You got your, your crazy tone, your crazy She's voice. Amazing. You better keep going, Chuck. Yeah, we're going to get crazy. in the studio as soon as we get back because you're too dope. That's right. Chuck, shout out to her, man. Chuck, for real, we for love real. you. Yeah, man. We love you. Yeah, we absolutely do. And she working through that, uh, that lupus. Yeah, man. And she's beasting through sessions. Yes. I'm talking about crazy songs. Yeah. I don't wonder how many songs we got together now. It's crazy because them records, them records, when you played them to me in the car, he's like, I'm working on this joint with Chalk, man. And you played it and I heard him. Because you're, the thing is, you're a, because we ain't, it's so much. Mm-hmm. You are a vocal production king. My brother. My brother. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> my brother. My When I tell you, I, I don't brag about nothing. But when it comes to vocal production, and I, that's, if people knew, yeah, the vocal production quality that I have with them in the studio, I would have more celebrity clients. Yes, sir. I would be one of the top. Okay, so let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. What makes a good vocal producer? You have to understand engineering. Yes, sir. And you have to listen to records. Yes, sir. And you have to have an honest ear. Uh, honestly, you can't be lying to yourself. Or you can't say, oh, I think this is. You have to know how they got to it. So I had to understand plugins, had to understand vocal templates. Yes, sir. I had to understand uh, Pro Tools is what everybody was using. Uh, I had to really understand mics and vocal chains. Yes. I had to understand auto, auto-tune presets. Yes. What people like, how people like it, what what matters. I had to understand background vocals. 
and wider stacks, yes. wider stack four, wider stack three, yeah. and wider stack only two, and pan yeah. them far left and right, or keep them in the middle. Yes, sir. While you're arranging, okay, do this. Okay. Okay, give me three of those. Okay. 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 Yeah, that's the literally artist. what we be doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, the 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 artist is like, they trust me, and they don't even know what's, what it's going to sound like at the end they until don't. we hit playback. Yo, so now another vocal production question. Like, when you're working with artists, what is your prep like? Because I know, like, the, mm. the overall job is the same mm-hmm. but it is nuanced according to mm-hmm. each artist 100 percent. Like how do you navigate between artists now i can i mean the like when i was working with t-pain mm-hmm. and we was in atlanta yes sir and t-pain said oh my god this is the best vocal template i ever heard like wow this is crazy you sound like <laughs> and i was like well, yeah, you're right like because it was tested and proven Yes, sir. And it was a vocalist template because I was able to experiment on myself. So you experimented on yourself first? I was my guinea pig. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was my guinea pig. You you know all them records I got? Well, you know, we got a back catalog. It's, it's insanity. <laughs> the records that don't nobody, that's not on DSPs right now? Yes! But we could, from 2008... <laughs> You remember with Keith Phelps? Yes! That whole era. He's amazing. Too. That was 2009, Shout 2010. Out Keith and He's Mc- amazing too. Keith Phelps and Eddie McCaskill. They are both amazing. Crazy. I started working with them. They are. Dang, we didn't even talk about that. Yo, I know. That was another they era. Are, because. They were industry, too. Yeah, they were industry. They are industry. They are. But back then, they got me. They, I got sweet, but with them, I got cool. Yeah. Because they, they had a, ooh. Oh, Keith had that. Like, when I was listening to Keith records, I'm like, oh. I was like, whoa. Sheesh. And so I was able to absorb that. I was able to absorb what I was doing Bro, tomorrow. you took a lot in, bro. I took a, man, it was a boot camp. It was a boot camp. And now I do. Now I feel like even just talking about, it, I was like, "Wow, what a what an honor to have absorbed all of that and been a sponge." Yes, sir. I didn't realize I was a sponge, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Because if, it all because when it's time to work, right? It all comes out so natural. So yeah. all of that stuff mm-hmm. just starts to pour out. Yep, yep. And you have to be a when I think the the best skill that anyone can have is understanding how to absorb and apply. Because if you can be around something and all you got to do is be around it in order to become it, that getting around it is the cheat code. That means all you got to do is get in the room. Yeah. And then once you, what what I've witnessed with myself is that once I've gotten in the room and I understand it, then I know how to get better than it. And grow, outgrow the room. Yes. Ooh. And then you become the best. Because guess what? When I was with Jamie, I was surrounded by the best. Yes, Lord. And you either going to grow. You're going to sink or swim. Or you're going to sink or swim. And they're going to tell you. 
you're gonna have to prove yourself. The the way you treated me <laughs> is the exact way yeah. LA and the industry is. Yes. Because you gotta prove yourself. Yo, yo, that's another I don't even know what she's talking about that. But that's an interesting point. Cause I've had people like ups like mad at me. Bro, what are you in the industry right now? That was mad at you. Sheesh. And I'm like, all right. This is how it really, really is. This is how it really the way Jamario talked to us? <laughs> Good God. <laughs> we wouldn't even be, <laughs> we can't even say how that they talk, talk to us and told us about ourselves. I mean, Jamario would text me. You know who was like that? Who? Eddie McCaskill. Eddie McCaskill. Keith. They all cussed me out. Yes. They all told me about myself. And that's it comes with it. Like when you're talking about being great. It comes with the territory. Bro, I forgot we was on a podcast because <laughs> this is a conversation. We ain't, you know how we like to talk anyway. Bro, but it's it's crazy the constructive criticism. Yes. That you have you have to have tough skin. Yes. But not tough skin as oh, you you listen to them and you reject it. Nah, you gotta look within those lines mm. and see some truth so you can hurry up and grow. Yes, sir. We talking about 10 years. But we talking about 25 years worth of growth. Yes, sir. And you got to be ready for that. And if you don't have the foundation, you ain't going to be able to grow as fast. Absolutely. And if you don't know how to take criticism. Yes, sir. You ain't going to know how to critique yourself and be like, oh, snap, I got to grow on this right quick. Let me grow on this right quick. Because you'll end up lying to yourself you'll if end up you're lying not to good. Yourself. And you're thinking at... you're good. You're thinking you're sweet. And you're really not. That's good. I'm trying to tell you. You better know if you ain't sweet or not. <laughs> and you better... Because if you don't know that you ain't sweet and something, you can't get sweet. Right. And then you're going to waste five years not being sweet. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, you got to do something else. Mm. You and then it quit. crushes people. Yeah. Oh, man, I got to. This ain't working. This ain't working. You got to get around people who will hold you accountable you so listen? that you can develop. Did you listen? Because guess what? We are always presented with the opportunity to listen. No matter how it comes, it's not going to be, let me tell you something, it's not going to be nice way, when you got to grow. It's never, it was never nice for me. <laughs> no, I, it was that, never. The most pivotal growth moments for me was never spoken to me in a nice way. No, it was hard. <laughs> it was hard. And you had to so such, and uh, imagine singing and you're trying to sing and, 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 and trying to get to a place of the feel and trying to understand this language that you just just heard. Yes, sir. <laughs> Imagine what it, what it takes in your body to to understand and, and, and get used to this feeling and, and then get it right. We're talking about music. We're talking about something that's in an invisible space. Yes, sir. How in the world are we getting to this and then I'm being critiqued on it because I don't have it? Yeah. You got to do every... You, you, it takes those hours. It takes those getting around those people that may not think you're sweet. Yes. You got to still get up, be around them. And you got to be something. You, you have to become an asset in some way with these people that you look feel like they are elite and they yes. are the best. You got to figure out a way, okay, what can I bring to the table? Because when I first met Jamie, he saw me sing, but he didn't know all of the things that I could bring to the table. Yes. And I started bringing things to the table. Yes, sir. You got to bring... And I don't care what room you go to. If you're not bringing something to the table, especially now, because everything is so accessible and music is a little bit easier, 
to access. Yes, sir. It's not going to, you're not going to grow. Your career is not going to grow. Wherever room you in, bring something to the table. That's good. Or if they can find somebody else, they'll bring it to the table. Facts. Because they will. Because they, they will. Because the job got to get done. Yes, sir. If you can't do the job, somebody else has to do the job. Yes. Because in the in the business now, the job has to get done. Regardless. Absolutely. So either you're going to get it done, you're going to get it done great, or you're going to fade out, somebody else is going to get it done, and Absolutely. life is going to go on. Yeah. And you're going to miss money. Yeah. Facts. Mm-mm-mm-mm. That's a good word, man. Sheesh. Just... Right, we're going to take a break, y'all. Temptation came from a dry county. She looking for some trouble and she found me. She said she want to know how it feels to get stuck in the mud. Testify in the truck with that back row bud. Temptation came from a dry county. We back. What's up? What's up? What's up? And wanna, the, the thing I want to talk to you about now is like, no, I can't go too fast. So you pick back up the artistry as Sam Harmonics, right? Mm-hmm. And how does that, how is that going? Because I know you were like doing the cl- clubs and stuff. So what's the journey like when you pick the artistry back up in L.A.? So when I picked the artistry up back in L.A., I was singing at Sayers Club. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had, after one church that experience there, I retired from praise and worship. Okay. Let's talk about it. So you do praise and worship at one church. I did it for I did it for a Sunday. So you did one Sunday. Did one full Sunday. And you were like, I can't do this. I mean, I love everybody there. Yes, sir. You know, but it was. I was too. I was too churchy. For one church. I was way too churchy for one church. Wow. So you do that. Were you hurt that you couldn't continue to do it? Or you just felt like, I know I need to do something else? I was okay with doing something else because I knew, I mean, I knew my sound then. I knew what I was supposed to do. I understood that feel because I could have did it Mm -hmm. because I, I had did that in 2008. Yes, sir. I was doing CCM before CCM was cool. Yes, sir. And so I understood that, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to do that again. I didn't want to go back. I felt like I was going backwards. My wife says something to me yesterday that I think fits perfect in this scenario. She said, every good opportunity is not your opportunity. A hundred percent. So even though that's an amazing ministry with great people. Amazing. A great opportunity it's not Sam's opportunity. No. And it only took you once. That's the thing about it. You know when it ain't yours. So you go up in there and you were like, I, I love y'all, but I can tell this ain't me. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, you know, even though the 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 audience and everybody wanted, oh, my God, we've been waiting for a guy like this. But Toy Roberts wasn't trying to. We in L.A., we were right beside Mosaic. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? We weren't. In the cor- I wasn't in the correct market. Interesting. Like, you, you got to realize that's, okay, if we do that, they, we're just going to be just like, you know, you know the other Oh, so there's a certain there. direction aesthetically, sonically, 
And it's like that toy wanted. And it's like Sam's voice doesn't fit this or his style. My or style, his approach. my presentation. I was too I apostolic. Was too, I was apostolic. I was ready for a praise break. Yeah. You know, and at one church, they're not necessarily having praise breaks. Like, you know, how, like, you know, yes. I, Glory Baptist. Yes. That was my whole feel. Like, when I was at, um, that's what made Word of God work so well for me. Wow. And then I had CC. I had industry guys around me. Yes, sir. At, uh, at Word of God that if I didn't have that foundation, though, with you guys. Yes, sir. I, I wouldn't develop enough to even have that job and, and, and not get on CC nerves. Yeah. And, and then CC, shout out to CC. I love you. Yes, sir. He's amazing. You too. know, RP, Sean Carrington. Yes. I love y'all Gosh. so, so much. When it, when his, when Sean Carrington's guitar was all over the O2 arena on Chris Brown's tour when I was there in London, <laughs> I started crying. Yeah. And then, and then right after that, then that don't judge me came on. And, uh, uh, what whatever, um, whatever Sean was doing on the the live the live version of "Don't Judge Me," yeah, you could be beautiful, yeah. I was in there, what boy? I was Chris Brown was on stage worshiping too. He started crying. He was like, <laughs> "I was like, yo," I told Chris Brown. I, I was like. Boy, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Sheesh, Chris Brown got a feel like yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, he does. He so does. And, and you see how connect the the connection between industry and church, how close that is. Yes. So you knew then mm-hmm. after the situation at the church, like okay, I'm gonna go back into artistry. Yeah, because guess who played on Hypnotize? That was those um uh, um. Uh, CC produced that record. Yes, CC produced Hypnotize. Yes, yeah, I hypnotized. <clears throat> ah, that's not going. You remember that Stupid. song? Yes. Uh, oh, oh, I know. Ooh, oh, I don't think I know that gonna, one. Uh, that, Sean produced that. Oh, I need to hear. You got to send it to yeah, me. Yeah, I don't think that. I know that one. And you know, it was like, you know, that was another section of development. Yes. Sir. By the time I left North Carolina, I had maximized the development process. Yes, sir. Because Word of God let me have tattoos. The Word of God kind of let me be uh, Sexy Sam on stage <laughs> and lead praise and worship. And then, then Sam, you can't, you can't just yell at the folks, man. You got to ease it. You got to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to, Mr. Summerfield, you it's like a strip tease. <laughs> I was like, Mr. Summerfield, you know Mr. Summerfield was off the chain. <laughs> Bishop told me it's like a strip tease. <laughs> you gotta start out soft. <laughs> and then when you get married, you're gonna understand this, you gotta explode. <laughs> Bishop Summerfield, I love you. Bishop Summerfield used to pray before I had record meetings, record deal meetings and stuff. Really, man? Bishop Summerfield changed my whole life. Yes, sir. He gave me bread. He he gave me raises <laughs> when we did conferences. He had wow. me going with him. So he really took care of you, man. He took care of me. Like vocal, vocal, vocal uh live arrangement and vocal confidence. Yes. And just that 
um, you know, he was rich too. Yeah. And so, you know, he had his nails manicured nice. He had the pinky ring. He had the yeah. ring. He was always in designer. Yeah. I'm like, oh my, I want to be like him. And I'm like a, I'm like a young, I'm like yeah. one of his, I'm like one of his sons. You, you literally, like when you, like when I, like when you say you've soaked up everything from every walk of life, you really have. Bro. Uh, you yeah. are, you are a culmination of everything that has transpired. A hundred percent. You, a hundred percent. You can see it plain as day, even when I'm just talking regular. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, that's just what it is. Yes. Man. And I, I love that because, um, you know, the album is don't forget where you came from. Let's talk about that. Well, let's talk about Sam Pounds. That's the perfect thing. So you become Sam Pounds again. Well, you already Sam Pounds. Yeah, I'm already Sam but Pounds. That's what makes you name. change genres, bro? I met Johnny Foster. Shout out to Johnny Foster. And Johnny Foster saw through everything. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, I know what you're supposed to be doing. Wow. And But that didn't happen until I saw him Be All Right, you know, that was produced by Sean. Um, at you he know, saw you perform it. He saw me perform at the penthouse yes. on, on the on the deck. You know where uh-huh. the scenery is, and then you know certain things were going on, and an artist didn't take a song. I was like, I can sing it. Like he he did staying he was, ready. He was like, you could. <laughs> and yeah. then. That's when I started recording all of those country records and working with Jeffrey East. Yes, I love Jeffrey East. So listen, Johnny hears you and tells you you would do good singing country. Well, I was supposed to. I was supposed to like. I was MDing Willie Jones. Shout out to Willie Jones. Yeah, Willie Jones. I love so you. So you brother. see, see, see. Wait. So that's you being. You're in a musician seat. Yep, I'm back in the musician seat, music directing, and either from the drums Bro, this is crazy. or keys. Like at yeah. the O2 Arena when we um, when I MD Willie's show in in London, yeah, I was on keys. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So you MD wait. So did you MD Willie Jones before you sung at the penthouse? Yep. So you MD and Willie Jones. That was my way in. Again. Yeah, man. That's crazy. I didn't even put that together, bro. That's crazy. So you 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 using production to get in. You yep. MD Willie Jones. Mm-hmm. So you at the penthouse for an event. Mm-hmm. And then you say, a singer don't show up. You say, I can sing it. Yep. I was like, right, yeah, I can do that. Because I was in a place, I was like, you know, I was seeing the direction of R&B. You know, mm. and how R&B was more so, like, rapped. It's really hip-hop. Yeah, and... R&B and hip-hop are almost all the, the, the same. same. Yeah, they're almost the same. I mean, they're basically the same. Yes. And um, and so I was like, oh, my God. I was, I was like a vocal orphan. And so I was trying to figure out the Sam that is fully booked all the time in L.A. to sing live. Yes. And then all, all of a sudden, he's this producer... What genre? I had to step outside myself too and be like, if I was to see myself live, what I produce for me? Mm, country wait, mu- country music wasn't an option though now because I grew up in the South and I thought yes. that was just for white people. I thought I couldn't do yes. rock, even though I love rock music and I, we grew up loving it. Yes, we grew, we grew, we listened to that stuff. Absolutely, we listened to rock. I was, I was doing screamo in in, in college as well. Yes, and so. I didn't know I had the opportunity 
to be in that space. I went all the way to LA to come back to like my real soul. Yeah, because it's church. Like your your album is like it's church. Yeah, it's it a is. lot of church. It is. It's like your album is country, blues, mm-hmm. and gospel yep. put together. Yep, that's literally what it is. Yep. And then we made it more rock towards the end. Yes. Because we added the guitars, we added the fills. Right. You added the drums. Yes. And so I'm like... Okay, so what made you trust Johnny? Because at this up until this point, you've basically been like an R&B artist and you produce your own music. Yep. Now mm-hmm. you're about to be a country slash rock artist where you don't produce your music at all. Yeah, you I just had to, sing. I had to step back and just be the vocalist. And Did you have to, like, process that before you were okay with it? I came to the point where I was okay with it because I've done, every, you know, I, I, I did every genre for fun and because I love to study. But I think I did every genre to make sure I understood it to produce for other people. So I so I recorded those records so that people can hear that I could produce that. Yes, sir. So I, I think my artistry before was to sell my It was production. a kind of, yes, it, it was, was a resume. Sell. Yeah, it was my resume. Hey, this is what I can do. This now, is a, this is a, now when you switch, this is your true artistry. Exactly. Separate from you as a producer. A hundred percent. Yes. And shout out to Ash. Shout out to Johnny. Uh, yeah, they, 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 the they, they, yeah, shout out to them. Cause and, like, and I needed them because those were like the industry heads politics. Yo, yo. And you were teaching me like, when I came to do that show for you, I learned a lot. Yeah. I was just like watching Johnny and I'm just listening to him talk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so smart, bro. And I'm like, oh, like we, like you from a small town making music at the crib. That's one thing. You come out here, it's different. It's a whole. And like you hear how they talking and how much money is really in stuff and it's different. And it's, it's the, the lingo is different. It's and like, whoa. It, and you got to have that experience or you you got to have the people and like when your voice is starting to make good business sense I was like oh snap my voice is making business sense oh that's good I was like oh I'm getting paid to perform for real for real oh, that's good bro it's a team that is talking about me as an artist and now they see a stadium artist and what I'm doing Combined with what they're doing. Yes. And I still working with Jamie Foxx. Yes. And and then Jamie. The, the so you still like, you're Sam Harmonix over here with Jamie. Mm-hmm. You Sam Pounds on Samaria. Yep. That's crazy. Guess when both came together. When? When uh, I went to London. Just past the, what, was it March? Yeah. Went to London for almost a month in March. And Samarian, I had a, I had a showcase. Was the, uh, with Samarian at Jamie's mansion where he was staying at in London. Wow. Was that planned or coincidental? It was coincidental. It was like, oh, Sam's out there. Let's meet the UK team of Samarian and Virgin Records. Interesting. The head of Virgin Records, the head over there in the UK, all the staff, the full staff, and I'm talking about at Virgin. Yes. And the Sumerian staff came to the house that I was staying at, four story. Presentation was crazy. Dave Brown, first I had the label meeting first. Mm-hmm. You know, in the UK, going, 
to bro, how does this feel from Durham outside the county line, dog? Man, it feels uh, it feels amazing, man, and it feels that's crazy. No, no, that's a that's a that's a, a whack say. It feels amazing. It feels it feels like I'm not gonna have to worry about my bills at the first of the month. It feels that when I go to the drive through, I'm not gonna get declined. It feels like oh. When I do my taxes, I can show that I have some income. Yes, sir. It shows that, oh, I'm a professional. Yes, sir. I'm not just an artist because I call myself an artist. No, on paper, I'm an artist. In reality, everything is real. It's not just a dream anymore. Oh, snap. I'm really an artist on a label. Yeah. What? Yeah. Universal distributes my music? Are you kidding me? Yes, sir. They rushing me to release music? Yes, oh, sir. Oh, I'm not fighting the ARs to release music? Yeah, man. I'm not getting shelved? Yeah. Bro, it's, man, it make you, guess what it make you want to do? What? Work. Yes, sir. What? Because it took me. Bro, we've been going hard, bro. What? <laughs> we've been reinventing. We've been learning. Yes, sir. Software. We stay in front of the computer for hours. Yes, sir. We getting hungry. Yes, sir. We gotta go. You gotta take care of families. We gotta take care of this. We gotta yes, do sir. this. We gotta put gas in the car. Yes, sir. We gotta get ready for service. We gotta mm. gotta get a haircut. We got a budget. Yes, sir. And grind just to get to this point. And this is this is just the start. Everybody's now. Yeah. See. Now you you guys are just seeing this, yes. But not seeing all of like the man the stress being stressed, seeing and also being uncomfortable singing this genre yes. as a as a as a black man and making sure you're accepted. I gotta dial back. Yeah, I gotta uh, sometimes I gotta dial back. Yeah. Sometimes I have the opportunity to go crazy. Yeah, you know, is you really have to. I mean, it's really just a golden opportunity that. Um, I'm going to make sure I have albums on this label. And this this label, we're going to have history. Yes, sir. And I'm not going to be bouncing around from label to label to label to label because yes, I worked too hard to 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 part ways with a label. Yes, sir. And then do something else new. Yes, sir. Uh-uh, that's not how you build. I grew up, I'm so glad I grew up Southern, grew up church, because guess what? I didn't grow up church hopping. Yeah. So when I get upset with something that's going on at the label, I don't, lash out and make it a public announcement. Yeah. I go in there and I work it out and say, okay, what do I need to do to make sure we Yes, sir. What are all the things that I can do? That's good. I can do this, this, this is I'm breaking in this. I can do this and I MD other artists on there. I produce other artists on there. So what y'all need me to do? Let's go ahead. Let's go. Let's let's build. Let's be a be a yeah. family. And when you come in with that attitude, you're unstoppable. Yes, sir. And I was like, this type of opportunity I want to build. And so with Jamie, them, I didn't care what happened. You know, sometimes I make a mistake and sometimes, you know, s- stuff happens. You know, we're human. I wanted me and Jamie and that, his whole entire team and family and camp to trust me. Yes, sir. And know that I was there. I wanted Samarian and, 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 and the penthouse to, to know that, hey, I'm a team player. Yeah, whatever. Man. And then so when everything came together in London in one space in a billion-dollar home. Yeah, man. Stage setup. Jamie bought all of this gear, guitars, amps. Yeah. There was a stage in his mansion, bro. 
And I did a showcase for the heads of the label. What? Yes, sir. Oh, that's that's the stuff I I always wanted to be the guy playing music in that label role. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Man, let me get to work. I'm proud of you, man. I appreciate that, man. It's it's been a we up. We yo, we up. And so you know you gotta get ready because you know when the album drops. <laughs> <laughs> you know when it drops, you know we gotta go. I got you. So listen, <laughs> right now, there are a couple of songs out already, right? Yeah, it's um uh two originals. She get it from she get it from a mama. Yes. And preacher's daughter. Sam Pounds. And, she get it from a mama, preacher's daughter. They out right now. And then it's it's three and then it's Three remakes. Okay. Just pretend it went viral. Uh-huh. Line it up, went viral, both of them at a million. That's fire. Um, every song has every song has cracked 500,000 already. That I Let's go. And so we have two that's over a million, one that, that's about to hit three million. And uh, She Get It From My Mama is about to hit a million. That song smack. She Get It From My Mama smack. Because, so, Sam, first of all, when you asked me. And you know, I mix pro- it. I mix it, even though I didn't. Even though I didn't produce the whole thing, they sent me them stems, and I added stuff. Yeah. And I was able to make sure we had the what? What's that? The feel. Yes, sir. Back to the feel. Hey, look. And when you like when you first sent me to it, the program, my I'm still thinking the old Sam Harmonic. Mm-hmm. You didn't tell me what I was gonna be programming. Yep. And when you sent it, I was like, this is crazy. I was not expecting that. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Bro, the sing- go ahead. Every every time people hear this new music now, it's, it's, it's what it takes to get through the noise in the current industry right yeah, now. Yeah, you you went you went a route. You 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 going left where everybody go right. hundred percent. And and I think that's wise. And this is the most now this is the most country and bluesy the record is gonna be. The records are gonna be. The rest of them be we're going we're going towards more rock blues. For the rest of it, yes, sir. For the rest of it. This is just a transition. That's what I call it. Don't forget where you came from. I'm releasing it around Juneteenth because it's okay. dedicated to my upbringings. Oh, wow. Yes, sir. And, you know, I'm I'm having family all in it and all that stuff. And uh, I have homie. I have, yeah. you know, day one's in it as well, a part of it. And um, then we're going to take this rock journey. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? But I, I wanted to start with... Hey guys, this is this is who I am. Yes. Sonically, you're gonna know my influence. You're doing the strip tease. A hundred percent. Uh because they haven't even heard what we could do next, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna play you two covers that I'm about to drop. Okay. Bananas. I know it is. All right, so we about to do that, y'all. We out. We love y'all. We love y'all, y'all. Peace. Peace. This is my brother. Yeah. Hey y'all, bro, y'all support you, this. I'm gonna post this all over. <laughs> and my reels is gonna be off the chain. <laughs> Instagram need to pay us for these reels. They talking about they ain't gonna give us no more money. Hey, I sure didn't say that. Yo, you gonna give us my money? Where my money at? And then also I'm gonna go to TikTok. Stop playing with me. Hi, <laughs> right, y'all. All right. We out. Peace. <laughs>